Hey guys, I'm Danny. And I'm EJ. And this is the Your Living Proof Podcast. Where we talk about addiction and how it affects the family, from the brutal to the beautiful and everything in between. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Your Living Proof Podcast. We're excited to be with you today. This is episode what? 35. Ooh, see? Yes. Those women, they always know the dates. You know, they're really good. I'm not so good at it. I know. He still doesn't know the birthdays of our children. Well, I know the days and months. <laughs> it's every time. Okay. It's the years. Yes, the it's trauma. the years. And it's hard. I know. It's hard. Also Three remembering years. how long we've been married. I'm usually close. Somewhere like 12 or 13 years. Yeah. You're in the ballpark. I am. But hey, we're excited to be back today. Um, we've missed a week or so, right? Yeah. And we've been just doing nothing, just walking around picking weeds and looking at flowers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We've been really working hard on um, something called raising kids in combat. Right? Yep. Workshops for parents. Workshops for parents. Um, it's We've put a lot of time and work into these. We've partnered up with Smith Alley and the Living uh, Live Large. No, Live Life Live Bigger. Live Life Bigger Foundation. See, what would we do without each other? Mm. You would be really I would be lost. in some serious trouble. I would. And you'd, you'd be... <laughs> You'd be invaded because she doesn't lock the doors at night. It drives me nuts. I have to do like <laughs> recon at the house every night, make sure the doors are locked. She never does that. So we need each other. Yeah. But yeah, we've been putting these workshops on. We just started our big kickoff event was last weekend and it was, it was awesome. Packed house full of parents. And why it's so, why it's so fun for me is we're trying to be proactive. It's a group of parents and families coming together to say, Hey, let's play offense instead of defense. You know, most of my days are dealing with families that are constantly reacting and trying to play defense to their loved one's addiction that's unraveling the whole family. But in these workshops, we're like, no, let's be ahead of the game. Let's play offense instead of defense. So they've been really fun. They're, is it on our website? Yeah. And it's on my Instagram page, Your Living Proof, um, a link to those workshops if you're interested. Yep, to register. Um and also, if you would want to bring them, you know, right now we're doing them kind of in um, northern Utah. We're doing a couple in southern Utah later in the month. But if you're interested in bringing it to your city or your group, um, shoot us a DM because yep. we'd love to make that happen because they are, they're awesome. They're fun. It's yeah. Be- there's, there's a lot of good information. There's some funny skits. There's dinner there's good material there's a workbook there's food so it's a good time yep it really is and before we get started on our show today i I had an experience last night two of them actually yet again incredible families i'm meeting with who are desperately trying to help their spouse or their daughter and i just want to share one little pointer for every family member out there who's listening or you have a child or a spouse or a niece or nephew or a grandkid struggling A simple suggestion is, I guess not a suggestion, a simple fact is every single time a family is aware of a situation, what you know is just a tiny fraction of what's going on. And some people are like, why? That's not very helpful. And it is because if you're alarmed, concerned, worried about your loved one because you found something, you discovered something, or maybe they even told you something, I want you to know that 100 out of 100 times, what you found is just where they got sloppy, made a mistake, the crumbs they dropped, or maybe just a little bit that they told you to keep you right where they need you. So why do I share this? Because it really boils down to maybe saving a life. 
Yeah. It's life or death. If you recognize a sign that's alarming, I need you to understand that you know just a tiny tip, the 10% of the iceberg sticking out of the water. And every time there's so much more going on. So all that should do is fuel you. Yes, confirm that the thoughts and feelings you have are real and true. And there are even a lot more that you need to jump in and help. Stop waiting for that magical day when this is going to disappear. That's my two cents. Yes, I love that. And interestingly enough, we made a little Instagram post that talked about that. And instantly Danny was getting DMs like, oh, well, like, so if I found this, do you think that means there could be a problem? (laughs) And it's like, absolutely. Yes, 100%. And there's a reason why you found it. And you need to pivot right now and jump in and figure out how to help them and figure out how to help them because it doesn't have to get that bad. It's okay. It really is okay to have a problem and not let it fester and turn into a, you know, a full blown snowman. It could just be a snow snowball. Sure. And uh, that's, this is a great um, segue because we brought 2.0. Yes. We brought (laughs) one of our very favorite people and absolutely one of our very favorite guests back on. Um, If you missed Todd's first episode with us. I doubt anybody missed it. He's famous. He's pretty much famous. So he's like a legend and his episode was life-changing. I mean, we got so many people giving us feedback on it. I mean, he is just one of the most influential people definitely in Utah. He, he is helping hundreds of thousands of people and we're so grateful that he took the time to come back because at the end of that episode, we got like a tease of something that I was like, Oh my gosh, no, we we ran out of time, another hour to talk about this. And, and really it goes hand in hand with what we're trying to do with our raising kids in combat workshops, which is addiction prevention. Right. And in my opinion, this topic, identity, is really at the core of so much about addiction and families and the way we operate just as humans and the way we develop. And so often, parents are just so devastated to even think that their child has a problem, like maybe they're, they're struggling with something. And it's almost like they internalize that and it becomes a reflection of them. Right. And then it kind of ties their hands to be operative in that and and helpful. Um, And I know every parent out there is wondering, okay, well then how do I get my child to have this strong sense of identity? Yep. So that's what we're doing today. 2.0. So Todd's here to answer that trillion dollar question <laughs> we're expecting him to solve it for all of us immediately yeah are you ready <laughs> but you guys we, are awesome we truly want to know um with all of your experience how you would teach that yeah that's a great question and it's a probably the most important question is identity and um thank you real quick for having me back on you guys oh, are we're amazing so grateful. i'd love what you're doing with that uh uh, is it kids in combat? Yeah, raising yeah, kids I in combat. It. Raising kids in combat, beautiful. It's so needed. So, props to you two Thanks. and all all the good you're Thank doing. You. It's it's an honor to be back on your show. Truly, Thank I you. had I had amazing feedback as well. A lot of people listened to it. I shared it on all my platforms, and just the feedback was fantastic. And hopefully, it brought more people to you guys and what you guys are doing. So, yeah. Thank again, you. we're just trying to help each other, right? That's it. Yes. At yep. the end of the day. Yes. So, you know, parents, it's a tough tough time right now for parents. It's always been tough to be a parent. Um, 
what I see really quick, and I want to get into this before the identity piece, is that we don't have the relationship with our kid like we should. Mm. And there's a concept that I teach uh, people that I'm working with who have kids and families, you know, who've gone through rehab and or, you know, they're just struggling with it is, and it's a principle. And I always like to base everything off a principle. And the principle is this, fast is slow, slow is fast. See, what we do as parents a lot of times is that there's all these alarms going off. We don't do anything. And then we don't have the relationship mm -hmm. in order to go for me to go discipline my kid or my kid doesn't feel comfortable being coming honest to with you. Me. Yes. Yes. I mean, think about this, you know, when our kids are growing up and it's never too late, but again, when our kids are younger, imagine teaching your kid that when he tells you the truth, you celebrate it. Oh yes. Versus, you know, cause most kids, if they get in trouble by telling the truth, what happens as a kid, cause it's their, they're in that childlike mindset. They're going to go, okay, telling the truth is not fun and it, I get in trouble. Yeah. Now I get it. I'm not saying you can't discipline, but imagine, you know, and I try to do this with my kids and my kids are listening to this right now. I know I wasn't perfect at this, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I've but I told them when they were younger, I said, if you'll tell me the truth, I will do my best. And I promise you that I will I will never be mad at you if you'll tell me the truth. Especially on that first response. Huh? And it's so cool. Like when they would tell me the truth, I had to train myself to automatically get on my knees, get on their length and hug them and say, thank you oh. so much for telling me the truth. Celebrate it. Yeah. Now there might need to be a consequence. You know, you took the Sharpie over the couch and now the couch is ruined. There's got to be a consequence and you teach them about consequences. But I'll tell you that little thing right there is amazing. Yeah. Simple little thing. But in, you know, someone listening to this might like, well, no, you got to be a little tougher. I, I'm not saying you don't, you can't be tough. What I'm saying is, if you teach your kids when they're younger that telling the truth is a scary, hard thing, then, then you're never they'll, gonna. They'll avoid it like the plague. Yeah. That okay. was all of us growing up. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So that's one thing I would say. And and again, I'm gonna we'll get into this identity thing, but I want to share a couple things around that. Yes. Yeah. For parents listening to this right now, one of the greatest things that you can do is take each one of your kids a couple times a month on an individual date. Hmm. I mean, as simple as, and the date doesn't have to be a lot of money, not even a lot of time. Let's say you, you take your son or daughter to, I don't know, a restaurant and you get, a, you get an ice cream cone. You sit at this booth with this ice cream cone. This ice cream cone becomes the magic object. And the reason why, if I'm sitting there in a booth with my son, and we're, we're eating our ice cream cone. When he's eating his ice cream cone, his wall goes down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can now talk to him. And if you do this on a consistent basis, I'm telling you, it is the greatest thing. See, when I, when I do this, with, and I've done this with my kids, I, I start sharing these. I can start talking to them. Hey, how was your day? What's going on? And, and now I've also taught them, if you tell me the truth, you're not getting in trouble. Yeah. Right. You can tell me anything. And then my kids started opening up eventually. They're so, yeah, uh, this kid asked me to smoke pot today. I'm like, oh, cool. And, I, and instead of freaking out, yeah. like, who, what, what kid was it? Yeah. yeah. Who was it? <laughs> Let's go. I'm, what's What'd his parents? Say? Yeah. I said, I always hated his dad anyway. <laughs> yeah. I just said, so what, how did you respond? Wow. That's how I said. And they go, he said, my son goes, well, I said, no. And I said, good for you. I didn't freak out. Would I have done that in the past? For sure. And again, I'm not saying I'm perfect at this, anyone listening to this, but I practiced it and I yeah. got really good at it. And my kids will attest that they got to a point where they could come up and tell me anything. And I'll tell you, that has been the single greatest thing right there. 
And then I shared with them after every date the most powerful sentence you could tell your children. And it doesn't matter how old they are. I don't care if they're 25 or they're five. Mm -hmm. The most powerful sentence, and most people will say, what would you guys say? What's the most powerful sentence you could tell your children? I love you no matter what. Okay, that's a good one, but it's not it. Yeah. But that's, we say love you so much, sometimes we get desensitized to it. I like you. Yeah. (laughs) The most powerful sentence you can say is I believe in you. And when you say that, what happens psychologically is you're giving your kids permission to believe in themselves. Mm. And when you first say it to them, they're going to look at you like, what? Yeah. <laughs> They'll be puzzled. We don't normally say that. I'll, yeah. I'll admit when I first started with my kids, I never said that to my kids. I mean, yeah. and I, sure. But, but we you do. say, I love you. Yeah, I love you. I yeah. love you. love you no matter what. Yeah. And that's a good thing to say. And yeah. we should say that. But when I look my kid in the eye, when, before we get out of that car, after we just had our date, I say, hey, you're my son's name, Shaler. Hey, Shaler, I just want you to know. I believe in you. And I, it's so amazing watching my kids. They'll get emotional about it. Sometimes they laugh. Now that I've done it so much, they just go, I know, Dad. I know. I know you I believe know. in me. I yeah. know. But, but what, they, how awesome but, is that? But they will tell you that, that that helped them so much with their own personal confidence and self-esteem. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I start this off. Identity thing is, for parents listening to this, you have to build a relationship the most the, the best definition of love is sacrifice, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. See, sacrifice some time because we're busy. We're we're all going yeah. a thousand miles an hour, and that's what happens is we get so busy that all of a sudden our kids are struggling. We don't really realize it because they're not telling us, right? But when I go on these dates, and even in between these dates, my kids are telling me, "Hey, Dad, I'm struggling. Dad, yeah. I, I I'm str- you know this happened at school, and I don't know how to handle it." Or, hey, um, I stole something. Uh, I just wanted to, you told me to tell you the truth, and, I, and I'll say thank you for telling me the truth. Yeah, you know, it is. Does that make sense? It does. And yes. I think a lot of parents where they do good, like myself, I think, okay, I'm doing all these things, and then I carve out time to be with my kids, and I'll grab all three of them, and we'll go to the trampoline park for an hour. Or yeah. we'll run over, and I'll take them all to Taco Bell real quick because they yeah. love that or something. Yeah. Spending that hour with your kids, you know, it's a responsibility. It's also a privilege. But the one-on-one is different. Mm-hmm. it's different because in that dynamic, yes, I'm spending time with my kids. I'm giving them my time and attention, but when they're all together, it's, we all know it's crazy. Yeah. Right? yeah. They're fighting and yeah. arguing half the time yeah. and you're trying to balance yeah. all these things. So that one-on-one. The wow. one-on-one is powerful. And, and for those who have a, a past like you and I do, Danny, you know, with addiction and with criminal behavior, when my kids turned 12 years old, I took them on an individual date and I shared my story with them. Now, I didn't go into the gory details, but I sure. told them about my past. Because one of the most things I hear with my younger clients that I see, they'll tell me some really heavy stuff, right? And I'll say, have you ever told your parents that? And they're like, no, I can't, I can't tell them that. They've never done anything wrong. They wouldn't understand. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 your parents have done a lot wrong. They just haven't yeah. told you. Yeah. So I think it's okay. We don't have to give gory details. And, but our kids need to understand that we struggle. Mm-hmm. We had, we've gone through things. And I'll tell you, my kids have never touched drugs. They've never drank. And I'm not saying that, I mean, could they? Yes. And, but I think the single greatest thing was that moment when they were 12, when I shared my story with them and what powerful. I expected of them in that moment. Cause it's probably a little bit shocking, but at the same time, you just created a space, Yeah, you know, and in our workshops, we, 
that's a topic that mm-hmm. we're teaching and it's the, the title to it is perfection cancels authentic connection. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And here's yeah, the weird so thing. True. Here's yeah. the weird thing. All parents, like you said, have made mistakes, but as parents we want, and it's, we want so badly for our kids to be the best, to become the best that we feel like as the dad, we have this solemn like responsibility to personify this example of what yeah. we want them to become. Exactly. The problem is, is it's not a true story. And so our kid is basing it based on something they perceive rather than, oh, my dad's awesome. He's always here for me. Wow. He went through some really hard things. That's remarkable. I guess if, if I am, I could talk to him instead yeah. of it makes yeah. you thinking human. their parents human. are perfect. Absolutely. And it's a weird thing no one intends to do. I don't think any pity intends to do it. It's right. just a dynamic that happens in most families just because. Well, and plus you got to remember they're coming from a kid mindset. See, as adults will go, well, why don't they should understand this? Yeah. They shouldn't. They're coming from a fifth grade mindset or a seventh grade or 11th grade mindset. They're not thinking like you and I are now as adults. True. Yeah, right. They're not, they're not looking at it that way. So we have to sometimes take a step back and remember that, oh, dad and mom are perfect. They're, I could never tell them I'm struggling because right. they wouldn't get it and they'd probably be mad at me. Well, and that's interesting because I feel like most parents are like, no, I, I, I talk to my kids. Like, we're good at, we're good at yeah, that. Like, we, we have I a good relationship. A we're, we're really open with each other. And I'm like, are you? Yeah. Because if we're really being honest... That means you're open about your flaws. Yeah. You're you're open about things that you are struggling with right, right now. Right now, even yeah. Um, definitely past things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I feel like most parents hesitate to do that because they think it's allowing. It. Oh, then I'm telling my kid that that's you're lowering the uh, standard. I, yeah, I yeah. did it, and look at me. I'm still I I'm awesome now. So like you can totally, yeah. You know, mess around and still be awesome. And I'm like, oh no. Actually, it just allows them to access you exactly, and who you are, which is a flawed individual that is still making progress. Yep. And Absolutely. And it allows them to be fragile around you. Yeah. Very well said. That's I love awesome. that. And go back to the principle, fast is slow, slow is fast. I love that. As too. parents, we want to quickly fix things. Mm-hmm. And what happens is the walls go up and it slows the process all the way down. But if we slowly, methodically massage the relationship. Now, granted, sometimes there's red flags and we have to deal with something in the moment because it's panic time. I get that. What I'm saying is in general, we have to build such a relationship with our kids that they will actually come to us and go, hey, someone handed me um, some tinfoil today and had some drugs in it, you know, and they feel comfortable telling you yeah. that. Or I, um, I'm feeling really sad and depressed today. Or, hey, dad, I've been looking at pornography for the last few months. Yeah. And I hate it. And, dad, thank you for telling me that you struggled with pornography when you were a kid or or even as an adult. Yeah. Thank you for being vulnerable and authentic. Yeah. Like you guys were talking about in your your course. And, uh, anyway, so take it slow and it'll happen fast. If we we try it fast, it slows it down. So just methodically slow it down. I love that. And, amen. Yeah. Like that is so powerful. Because we want it now as parents, we want them to do a certain thing. Take it slow. Yeah. Build the individual relationship. Also do it as a family. But that individual time is well, money. And it's funny because on our one of our podcasts, like uh, I think it was the Seven Habits of Highly Effective Parenting. Yeah. It it's one on one time, and it 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 does require a ton of discipline on our parts. Right. We we're calendaring this out we're setting aside time but 
we never regret that time spent. Never. Even if it's 30 minutes, you get your child. Like you're connecting with them on such a different level than you ever are, even when it's just one other sibling with you. They're allowed to be who they are. And and they'll feel loved because sometimes when we're in a group of family, one of the kids thinks like, well, they like so-and-so better than me. Oh, yeah. You know, happens. Yeah. But when you're individual, they feel like, man, I'm worthy. I'm special. Mm -hmm. I'm worthy. And again, what do we we say it all the time? Addiction's the opposite of connection or connection's the opposite of addiction. I mean, connecting on that level that's how you do it. It's amazing. And if you can be a flawed parent and your kid knows it and still totally. pushing them to do their best, you avoid them harboring secrets. And yeah. you know, it's it's what we live our life by that it's the secrets that keep you sick. Your kid may never even care about drugs or alcohol. We're not talking specifically about that. There's sexual addictions out there that are probably the most predominant thing, meaning pornography. Right. Uh-huh. And there's body image, there's self-harm. All of these things be, it's because someone is holding some secret. Depression. They have no one to tell about. I'm sad and today. over time that Damn secret became so heavy, they started doing something that took it away, something they would have never imagined doing. So be a parent as transparent as necessary so that you can avoid your loved one carrying a secret that gets really heavy. That's it. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. So So that kind of leads into, and thanks for letting me share that part, um, because I think that's the building the foundation. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, you know, if you were to go ask, you know, parents listening to this, if you were to go ask your kids this question, and even for yourself, who are you? I, I promise you 10 out of 10 are going to not know the answer or they'll struggle with it. Mm-hmm. And those listening to this right now are probably going, yeah, I struggle with that question. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Who are you? Mm-hmm. You know, where's that come from? So, you know, and again, chime in, but I, I want to share an, uh, an experience I had at the Utah state prison. Yes, please. And this this was amazing. It was one of those moments, you know, how like when you're talking and it just yeah, it just flows. I love it. It was one of those moments. So I've done a lot of speaking events uh, and over the years, and but it was my first time speaking at the Utah State Prison. This was a couple years ago. I got invited by Toastmasters, and I was real excited, but I was you know a little intimidating, yeah. like the prison. You know, I'm at a promontory there at the point of the mountain, and. You know, it's intimidating when you're walking through there. You're going yeah. through a big fence and barbed wire and the metal doors. And I had to, they had to do a background check on me. You know, when I get there, I go through this metal detector. There's three guards there, right? And they pull me aside and they're just going, you know, telling me the lay of the land. And they said, hey, if something goes down in there, make sure you're by one of us. <laughs> I'm like, is there something going to wow. go down? <laughs> you're like, great, that's coming. Have you heard a rumor? <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. uh, you know, I'm good. Uh, yeah. And, and they go, no, we just have to tell you that. And I'm like, okay, thank you. And I'm like, my heart's pounding. Yeah. I'm going, oh, my goodness. So it's in this, it's called Promontory out there. And it's this gymnasium. It's a cinder block gymnasium. And it's small. There's 120 inmates. And they're already in there waiting. So I'm walking in. I walk in in the back. And I have to walk in all the way in the front. So it's kind of intimidating. Yeah. You can hear me going, pump, pump, walk, you know, with my footsteps. <laughs> and they're all turning and looking Longest at me going, walk of your life. who's this dude? Yeah. yeah. You know, he parts his hair on the side. He looks goofy. <laughs> What's he going to tell us? Right? Yeah. So anyway, I get there. They're going to have three inmates go before me. And they're, they each get five minutes. They want me to take an hour and a half. Oh, mercy. Okay, so it's, again, intimidating. Yeah. And these three inmates get up and they share five minutes of their story. And I'll tell you what, it was the most amazing there, there wasn't a dry eye in that place. They were emotional. They're cr- I'm going, what? I have to follow this? I mean, it was amazing. You could hear a pin drop in that place. And so they kind of set the tone. I get up and I share my story. And then I had this impression as I, you know, I knew I had them. 
I just, we were connecting. The spirit was there. It was, mm-hmm. I, it was amazing. And I had this impression to ask him this question. So I said, how many of you in here are criminals? Raise your hand. <laughs> they all raise their hand. They're like looking at me, duh, yeah. Todd, we're in prison. Yeah. We're in orange yeah. jumpsuits. And they're all hands are, And as their hands were up, I said, why are you lying to yourselves? And the hands start to slowly go. And I go, you, you guys are all lying to yourselves and you don't even realize it. And I said, how many of you committed a crime yesterday? Raise your hand. Not one hand goes up. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, how many of you committed a crime the day before? Not one hand goes up. And I said, see, you're lying to yourselves. And then I asked him this, these questions. I said, how many of you by a show of hands today have been honest so far today? Every hand goes up. I'm not kidding you. All 120 hands up. I said, how many of you have uh, done the right thing today when no one was looking? You know, and that's a big question to ask oh, in prison. Oh, yeah. Every hand goes up. I go, how many of you have followed the rules today? Every hand goes up. And I said, how many of you have shown respect to the person next to you in your celly? How many of you? Every hand goes up. And I said, see, you're lying to yourselves. You tell yourself you're a criminal, but you guys just told me you're honest, you have integrity, you're respectful, and you're caring. I kid you not, guys, had I not been there, I would not believe it myself. I got a three-minute standing ovation. And it's in this cinder block gym, and it's deafening. They're just, and they're just ah, screaming. There was one guy like in the second row going like this. I'm like, what? He goes, can I come give you a hug? I'm like, yeah. He comes up, and you know, he gives me this hug. He got in trouble for doing that, by the way. I mean, thankfully, he just wanted a hug. Yeah. Um, And then when they sat down, I said this statement. I said, "What follows, I am follows you." I don't know how to explain it. It was, it was a miracle. And when we were done, all 120 of them came up and shook my hand and hugged me and said, Todd, we have never had anyone ever say that before. And they have a therapist that's out there 24-7. They always have a therapist on call there 24-7. The one that was there at that time said to me, Todd, we're never going to let them call themselves criminals ever again. Thank you for sharing that with us. And that was two and a half years ago. They don't let them do it anymore. They can't say I'm a criminal. Wow. Used to be, used to do that bad behavior. So this goes into identity. Yeah. They've done criminal behavior, but that's not who they are. And we know that. We all know that. But see, that's the label that they have labeled themselves with. Society's probably labeled them with it, right? And again, because that identity really dictates the way we behave. Yep. And so um, with that said, if you were to ask your kids this very day, one-on-one, have them answer the question, who are you? And see how they, and they're going to struggle with it. But I'll tell you, as parents, it is the single greatest and the most important question these kids need to answer. Now, we're here in Utah, right? You hear this all the time. I'm a child of God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is a good thing to say. Right. But then I'll say, what does that mean? And 10 out of 10 times, they don't know how to answer that. So I don't have a problem with someone saying that. I, I think yeah. that's great, but you got to know Good what that starting means. point. Yeah. yeah. What does that mean though? Right. Like what exactly does that mean? And right. so, so maybe we can get into that, like how we help our yes. kids identify yes. with who they really are, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then any things you guys want to, oh, I to love go it. from there. Yeah, I love I, I'm just thinking of that, that experience you had. I, I can't, I can't even how, imagine that. And how many of them never had a dad who sat in a booth with an ice cream cone yeah. or a mom yeah. and said, I believe in you. I believe. You know, because I, I actually spent time locked up and yeah, it's not a 
pleasant place whatsoever. There's not any positivity. Everyone feels like a caged animal. Yeah. And you feel like a menace to society, like a criminal. Yeah. And it's so unfortunate because you're not. It's something very controlling and addictive and destructive got a hold of you. Maybe even in the beginning, it was poor choices you made and you kind of initiated it. Who cares? Yeah. It led to a certain moment where you did something that you wouldn't ever have fathomed doing when you were a boy. Mm-hmm. And so many people get stuck right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's one of Satan's greatest tools. And now I'm seeing it in a different way just from hearing you that, you know, it wasn't even the addiction. It's that it led them to events that changed their identity. Yes. And now they're stuck. They're stuck because this is just who I am. It's who I yes. am. And that's, that's why oh, well. it's a revolving door. Yep. They leave prison and they go commit crimes again because they're criminals yeah. Yeah. at least that's what they're saying yeah that right? discouragement that settles yeah. in yeah. is as real as any as the crime they committed for sure they it's attach hard. their identity to that yeah I mean, we all do we all we do. all do i do that yep yeah la- labels are cages or mm-hmm. labels can set us free and we get to choose which ones we want to cultivate and that kind of thing and so what I'd like to do is walk your listeners through a way that you can, can you know, yes. maybe Please. help your children and or and I don't care how old they are. I don't care if they're adults and they've got families themselves. Exactly. Oh, yeah. can do this it's never anyone. too late. Never yep. too late. Change them so they can change their kids. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you for saying that. That is so true. Um, <clears throat> sorry, that just hit me hard, Danny. Uh, it's fine. Feeling the emotion behind it. So what I do is I'll sit a, a person down and I'll ask him a few questions. And I touched on this last time, but it's good to touch on it again. I'll ask him a couple questions. I'll ask him this question. If, if a good person walked into the room right now, give me five characteristics that would describe this good person. And, and this person will say, well, and they'll throw out whatever. They'll throw out, they're honest, uh, they're hardworking, they're compassionate, they're caring, and they're uh, sympathetic, right? Mm-hmm. And I write them, I write them down, right? And then I'll read them back to them, and I'll say, "What you don't realize is you just described you." And they sit there and look at me like, "What?" And I go, "What happened is, is your conscious part of your brain just tapped into your subconscious self-image, and that's why you said these five. And I've been doing this exercise for 32 years with my clients. I never get the same five from anybody. I'm not kidding you." Really? And, and 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 I'll say to the person, I go, if I ask people who are closest to you, are you loving, kind, hardworking, compassionate, and honest, they would all say, oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I'm not kidding you. They go, oh, wow. And I go, isn't that true? And I go, I know you haven't always been honest, but to your core, you're honest. That's who you are. Yeah. And, you know, they could sit there and they're still kind of puzzled. And I say, okay, I'm going to ask you another question. And the question I'll uh, uh, propose is, how long does it take a baby to learn to walk? And they look at me like, what? And no, seriously, like, how long does it take? You know, and I get all yeah. kinds of answers. Yeah. You know, nine months, 12 months, 14 months. But the one I'm looking for is until. Until. A baby will learn to walk until they figure it out. When a baby falls down, what do they do? Get back up. They get right back up. Yeah. Right? And so when I, I'll say to my client, I'll say, when we're observing a baby from a distance, learning to walk, they fall down, they get back up, they fall down, right? The forehead of a baby learning to walk, all looks like they've been in a war, (laughs) right? 
But when we're observing it, what five characteristics does the baby have? And then I get all kinds of answers there too, but I always hear, you know, they're resilient, they're determined, they're brave, they're confident, right? Um, And then I'll add a couple, because a lot of times they won't say this, but I'll say that baby has the will to never give up. Like it's in the, it's in the baby's DNA. I can't tell my baby, Hey, don't give up. I can say it to my baby, but my baby (laughs) will figure out how to walk. It will just do it. Yeah. And then the other beautiful thing, and I never thought of this until one of my clients said this, babies have the ability to forgive themselves instantly. So when they fall down, they don't go, Oh man, I suck. I am no good. I'm not even going to try that again. I, I, you know, I'm just going to roll around the rest of my life. <laughs> Instead, it's zoop. <laughs> yeah. They shake it off. They might cry because it hurt physically. Yeah. But they don't beat themselves up. They stand back up and they try it again until they figure it out. I love that. And then, and then I'll list those things off and I'll, I'll list them back to them. So you said this baby is resilient. They're determined. They're confident. They're brave. They're forgiving. They have the will to never give up. And I'll ask this person, where did the babies get those? And they sit there and they go, Sometimes they say, from the parents, I say, nope. And then they'll finally go, well, they were born with them. And I go, exactly. Yeah. And I go, what does that mean about you then? Mm. And they go, I was born with them too. And then I'll say, what's the proof? And they'll say, a lot of times they don't know how to answer that either. I go, it's because you're walking. Like you never gave up. It's in your DNA. It's in your DNA to forgive yourself instantly. It's in your DNA. It's, it's, that's how we are from the moment we're born. Then I ask him this question. Do you believe in a higher power? I know a lot of your listeners, you know, believe yeah. in God. I believe in God. Uh, and, but some of you may not, and that's okay. But I'll, I'll say, Hey, you know, give me five characteristics that describe the God you worship, whatever that may be. And I always get loving, kind, understanding, forgiving, yeah. you know, uh, all powerful, confident. I mean, the list goes on. Right. And then, um, I show them this video, which we're obviously not going to show here, but I'm going to just describe this. In this video, this guy goes up to God and asks God this question, who am I? And God replies back saying, that's an interesting question. Why don't you tell me? And this person's like, no, God, I came to you. I, tell me who yeah. I am. And God's like, no, you tell me who you are. And the, and the guy's like, no, no, God, I'm really coming to you. I need to know. And God's like, no, I'm really asking you. And they go back and forth, and finally God goes, the difficulty here to your listeners listening is you've always thought you and I were separate and not until you understand that you're not separate, you'll realize I don't have your answer, but you have it. Mm. So the answer is you are me. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll get that list back. Instead of reading off what they said about their higher power, I'll have them, I'll read off what they said about a good person. I said, you said, Uh, God was this, but I'll read what they said about them. Like, you know, kind, honest, hardworking, honest, that thing. And they'll, and I'll go, Oh no, that's what you said about you. And they'll go, and I'll go, but couldn't you say the same thing about your higher power? And couldn't you say the same thing you said about your higher power about you? And they're, yeah. And then I'll say, I'll read off the babies, you know, all those characteristics. And I go, couldn't you say the same thing about your higher power? Mm. They go, Oh, absolutely. And I go, and couldn't you say that? Because we said that's yeah. you. And I go, where did they come from? It's in your DNA. You can't deny it. Yeah. And I'm telling you, wow. mind's blowing. Yeah. Yeah. My wife's sitting over crying. And yeah. then I list these things. And then we, I have the client read them off. And I go, when was the last time you ever told yourself that? They say never. Yeah. Never. 
He's never done that. And I said, and I go, and then I go, are these characteristics lovable? And they say, absolutely. And I go, see, now you can say you love you because you know who you are. And I go, can you deny any of this? And without fail, 10 out of 10 times, they go, I can't deny that. (laughs) It is the most amazing thing. And then I share this to kind of really sink it in. There's an old legend about King Louis the 16th. I think I shared this on your last one. Yeah, yeah. But let's share it again. He had a son who was a prince. And the enemies of the king didn't want the, when the king passed away, they didn't want the prince to take over. So they went and captured the prince and they killed the king. Instead of killing the prince, they threw him into prison. And they thought, well, instead of taking his life, let's ruin his reputation. Let's give him alcohol to drink, women to have sex with, fatty foods, anything they could think of to ruin this guy. And the, the, the prince refused all of it. He re- refused the alcohol, refused the women. He refused the bad foods. And his captors were getting so frustrated, like, why do you keep refusing all this? And he looks him in the eye and he says, because I was born to be a king. See, he knew who he was to the core. Mm-hmm. Parents, listen to this. This is why knowing who you are matters. Yeah. You know, there's a... There's a quote, and I'm going to summarize it by Dallin H. Oaks. He says, the most powerful, excuse me, the most potent antidepressant on the planet is knowing that you're a child of God. Oh, yeah. See, and what that means, yeah. And what does that mean? Well, who's God then? God is loving, kind, understanding, forgiving, tenacious, brave, light, love, energy. I'm that. Yeah. The only difference is I'm not perfect, right? That's the only difference. The same characteristics that make up that. Yeah. Make up me. Yeah. And I and if I know that, it is the most potent antidepressant on the planet. Wow. Oh, yeah. And and I get it when people first start doing this, because my clients are like, they've never done this. And then they're like, oh, my goodness. And then I share this principle with them. What you focus on increases. Mm-hmm. It's the law of God. It's the law of the universe. So I tell them, if you focused on this list by saying them to yourself often, what would happen? It would start to increase. You would become it. You yeah. would start to become it, right? Yeah. Act as if until you become. But the cool thing is they're already that. They just don't realize it yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so I have them start saying this in the mirror, adding their name to it. Like, this is who I am as a reminder. Yeah. Because my, my, my opinion is that we have to answer that question with conviction. And if you can have your kids answer that question, hey, who are you? And they punch you in the mouth with their response. Yeah. I'll tell you, you have given your kids the greatest gift you could ever give them. It's seriously. Oh, Because then when they're walking down the hallway at school and some kid maybe says something mean to them, yes, it's going to sting because we're human. We have hearts. But when that kid knows who he is, it gives him a foundation to go, okay, that stung. But you know what? I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I can take a deep breath and I can, you know, I can share it with my parents. Hey, that stung when that kid said that about me, but I'll tell you, I know who I am. And that's been, yeah. it's been my rock. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Guys. It is amazing. And I've seen I, it so much. I've anyway. seen it recently. <laughs> our first kickoff workshop, there was a, a woman there and we crossed paths back in high school. Long story short, her husband is in recovery now. Mm-hmm. So she's grateful for that. Yeah. But it was so cool because I helped her with that a while ago. And here she says, hey, I hadn't seen her forever. And, you know, we barely knew of each other. But she's like, thank you for helping with him. And what's so cool is I met your good friend, Todd. And 
you're helping her now. And some of the principles she shared were this. So yes, we're talking about how impactful this can be on your kids, but even at older age, someone's addiction had taught her certain things about her identity and her belief systems. Right. And so these things that you've shared with her have been transformative as well. Yeah. And I'd love to share something along that. Yeah. Yeah. So like I'll ask my clients who are, you know, in recovery or, you know, working through their, their addiction, you know, I'll ask them if they have kids, you know, and they'll say, yeah, I have a, I have a kid. I have three kids or whatever. And I'll say, who's your youngest? And they'll say, oh, it's Braden. He's three. And I'll ask them what your DOC was heroin, right? Yeah. And I go, would you ever give Braden heroin? And they're like, heavens no. They're almost mad. I would even dare ask the question. Yeah. And I'll say, I would imagine you would probably jump in front of a car to save Braden's life. They say, absolutely. And I'll say, why wouldn't you ever give him heroin? And they'll say, well, a lot of times they'll say, well, I don't want to mess him up, like what I've been through. And I go, I get it, but because you what him? And they'll say, because I love him. And I'll say, see, there's your problem. You love your son more than you love you. But the problem is you can't love you. You can't love what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And I say, I bet you can't answer the question, who are you? And they go, I can't. I said, there's your problem. But when you know who you are, see, the reason why you would never hurt Braden because you know who he is. Yeah, yeah. And you believe in him. You believe yeah. him. You know he's light, he's love, he's energy, he's compassion, yeah. he's understanding, he's tenacious, he's brave, he's forgiving. The list goes on. And you know that inherently, you know that. Yeah. Therefore, you would never hurt that. Yeah. <laughs> right? And and they get it and they go, oh my gosh. And I go, but see, there's your problem. You don't love you on the level you love them. That's why you keep putting that poison in your body. Yeah. So when they can figure out who they are, oh my yeah. goodness. It is seriously... It's like the greatest, you know, aftercare plan on the planet. Oh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> well, it, and it's a gift of recovery. I, I yeah. look at how I feel about myself today, loving who I am. Yeah. And yes, I still have days. We all have days that are hard and difficult. Sure. You feel down, blue, whatever. But I love who I am because of what, the, what I went through that I had to dig out of that hole. So yeah. I, I learned it the hard way. Not everybody does. But sitting here listening to you, I'm just, we, we engulf ourselves in these concepts. And I'm just craving like to get my kids one-on-one and to tell them that because yeah. I've always attempted to make them feel powerful that, that they can do anything that they're loved. Yeah. But I'm just sitting here like anxious to get each one of my kids one-on-one and say, Hey, I believe in you. Yeah. You know, I've always assumed they understand that, right? Sure. Like, duh. But they need to hear it. They need to hear it. And, and I love that. And the key here, a couple things for your listeners the key is consistency. Yeah. Right? Not the a reason one, why not you're a one-time thing. Well, yeah. it's kind of like your the reason why your podcast is doing so well is you're very consistent with it. Mm-hmm. You really are. At the end of the day, you people know what they're getting, they know when they're going to get it, and the the subjects and the type mm-hmm. you're just very consistent. It's no different being a parent. It's no different than these dates with your kids, individual dates. Just be consistent with it. Yeah. And they'll expect it every month then. All of a sudden they'll be like yeah, oh. this is my date mm-hmm. night with yeah. my dad or my mom or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever that looks like. And I'll tell you, and for us who are in recovery, it is the, it that connection. It's the everything. last thing on your mind is it's doing everything. anything It's the riches yeah. of the world. Yeah. yeah. I, it's amazing. It truly, truly is. I mean, it's actually just such a privilege as a parent to be able to like nurture those little spirits yeah. in that moment and to take that time. It, and so few parents are doing it just because... I truly believe they don't think it'll matter. Like they're like, Hey, we're doing our best. We're putting them in all these cool activities. They're learning and growing and all that. And I, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, but what are you outsourcing? You're outsourcing a lot. 
And those moments that you get to spend with them one-on-one, yeah. that has more of an impact than oh. your band well, lessons. It makes up or, for where you, know, you for makes sure. up for where you lack. Like I'm, I'm the worst. I'm if my kid came and told me like, Hey, I did this heinous thing. Well, son, that's where I thrive. You know, it's okay. But yet when they spill food after they eat or they come inside with their shoes on, we, we, none of us are perfect. I have my flaws as sure. a parent where I'm always yeah. just going crazy. Like, what's wrong with you? Are you like purposely trying to get under my skin? <laughs> but you make up for some of those human errors that we have as parents by doing some of these things. That's yeah. where you sure. get, you gain, you get to take ground back as you doing these things. So I'm just, I'm extremely thankful. Yeah, you I remember that. one time my, my daughter had spilled a glass of milk in our living room. You know, you're not supposed to bring food in there, right? Sure. And I, I get all upset. You know, my wife looks at me and says, Hey, we're not raising carpet, Todd. We're raising kids. I was oh. like, okay, thanks yeah. for the reminder. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> okay, please don't bring that in here. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, we're not perfect and we're all trying to be better. And this is, I'm telling you, and I want to also add if that's okay. Yes, please. You know, we all can sing the ABC song. I think I said this last time. We all can sing it. And how did we learn the ABC song was by repetition. It's the most effective way to learn anything is repetition. What it does is it takes it from short-term memory to long-term memory. So when you go through this exercise with your kids and they've got this list of who they are, right? You go retype it up, you get it on the mirror and you have, you make it part of the plan is having your kids repeat this over and over to themselves. Because what's eventually going to happen is it's going to go from short-term memory to their long-term memory. So just out of the blue, you can just randomly go, hey, who are you? And you, boom, they hit you with the response because it's just that. there. But it only gets there if they put in the work and making it there, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. You, know? you put so, that in the long-term memory. What a joyful experience one day oh. if someone oh. comes and tells you they've been bullied and or yeah. they've made a mistake or they've been, yep. they've been drinking or doing drugs and you can ask them, who are you? Yeah. And instantly, and they hit you with it. Remind them who they are. That yep. These things, it's okay. We'll take care of it. But that's who you are, because yeah. you've trained, you've you've gone through that so long that it's yeah. ingrained in them. Well, and what I love about that exercise is they can't deny it. They can't go, I don't know who I am. After you do that, see, if I walked up to someone and say, "Let me tell you who you are. You're loving your kind," they'll be like, "Yeah, okay, Todd, thanks. That's yeah. I don't know if I agree with that. It doesn't yeah, fit. You don't know this but part about you, me. But when you walk them through that exercise, they cannot deny it. Yep. Yeah. Because I'll say, I mean, think about the characteristics of a baby. We could come up with a thousand of them, right? And that's all you. That's all you. That's all you. That's all you. From the beginning. From the beginning. Where did they get them? Born of them. It's in their DNA. It's in our DNA. Yeah. We're walking around with God's DNA in us. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> but when we know that, wow. Wow. Yeah. And then when we share it to other people, like, yeah. Know, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you didn't. I just, it's so, as parents, that's got to be the most critical work we do within ourselves, mm -hmm. right? For sure. Because if we're off our game at all and we don't understand who we are, we certainly can't instill that. Yeah, it starts yeah. there. Yeah, because we don't normally ask that question, hey, who are you? Yeah. We don't, we don't even, that's not even a question we ask. Yeah. But how cool if your kids asked you, hey, mom, who are you? Yeah. And you hit them, boom. Yeah. This is who I am. Exactly. And they're like, wow, mom, that was powerful. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's personalized and real. It's and personalized. Yeah. So I'm challenging you and everyone listening to this Make this a goal with your family oh. for the next six months to a year. Work on over and over who they are to be able to answer that question. Work it on yourself 
And yeah. I'm telling you, it'll be the greatest gift you give your children and your entire family. Oh, Far wow. We, we've been enriched. I, yeah. I know over here, I took some notes on my phone, <laughs> what I'm going to do, and I'm yeah. excited to do it. And we just, we need Todd to just be, can you run for president? <laughs> yeah, that would <laughs> be great. I think everyone's for looking for a more honorable candidate. <laughs> yeah. But oh no, I, I hope everyone wrote, took down notes, listen, re-listen, share it with a friend. Um, these are incredible concepts. And I think it's something that everyone's thought of and we've intended to do, we've tried to do, but we haven't been effective or we haven't been effective enough. And even yeah. myself, I'm looking at a new angle, a better way I can yeah. instill these things in my kids. I mean, well, that's why we're we're doing those workshops and there's different sure. things. You know, having that ice cream cone with your kid is a principle we teach called creating a safe place in your home. It's, it's making the rules, establishing what it is. And it's just carving out a space and, and, and a safe way that your kids can communicate. But it all starts with you and doing your internal housework. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So we got to wrap up. But what? any last words from no, you, Blondie? thank you, Todd. Yeah. Thank, Thank you for you. being here. Thank you for sharing those principles with us. I, I believe if you do those things, if you help your child understand those principles, that is the best addiction prevention you could ever give them. Depression. Um, yeah, it's not just addictions takes, to drugs and alcohol. It takes it all out, but you're right. But everything. it helps everything, guys. Everything. Uh, and I want to just share one last quote with please. you guys. Yes, please. It's by Rumi, the 13th century Persian poet. He says, yesterday I was clever, so I was going to change the world. But today I'm wise, and I'm going to change myself. So I challenge me and everyone listening to this, let's get to that point and do these things. Yes. Let's change the way we view ourselves and share it with our children. I'll tell yes. you, game yeah. changer. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank much. You. Todd. Thanks, Todd. Thanks You're for amazing. coming. You guys, you. thanks for listening. Love you guys. Thank yeah, you. we love you too. So we, we look forward to seeing you guys next week and hope you have an awesome day.